and I went up to the guy who was doing the garage sale and he had marked it, I think for $25. And I thought there might not be a lot of room for profit there. So I asked, would you take $15 for it? I took 20 really good pictures in a really well lit area with a really plain background. And then I posted them to Facebook marketplace for, I think I posted it for $80 and it, I got a hit right away. Welcome to another episode of the Life Money You podcast. I'm Bjorn, and I am so excited for today because we have a special guest, my friend and almost my neighbor, Stephanie. Stephanie, thanks so much for being here today. Thanks for having me, Bjorn. Stephanie and I go to church together, and our families are close friends. In fact, we live so close together that we've enjoyed walking over to each other's houses can't really do that as I look outside right now, but it's been really neat to be able to see each other for various impromptu visits, and it's just been fun to, to be able to do do life and be close together. We always, when we drive past your house, we spy out, oh, are the Larsons home? Sometimes we see, are the lights on? Maybe they're having dinner. Maybe we could swap by and <laughs> intrude, just jump into their family space. We're probably home. Stephanie, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Yeah. Yeah, my husband and I and our two really little kids, two under two, live in Minneapolis, as you mentioned. And yeah, we really love being in this city. I'm at home with them full time and we live in a duplex. We're in the upstairs of the duplex and we've got little kid feet running around all the time. Um, So we're really busy raising these two little people with lots of energy. But yeah, our house is a little bit uniquely set up. We have renters who live underneath of us, a young couple. And then we have two delightful women who live in our family unit with us. And so we're raising two kids, but also have um, some ladies who live in a couple of our spare bedrooms. And yeah, that's our life right now. Wow. So you guys are sharing your living space with four others and sounds like house hacking, which is awesome. Sounds like you guys have a real knack for entrepreneurship. Have you guys always had this? Have you always had this passion? Did you do anything like this as a kid or did this start when you got married or what? Yeah, I since I was little, I always have been interested in providing like services or goods to people as more of a side hustle. I've never done anything like full time from an entrepreneurial standpoint. But even when I was little, I remember, I think I was 12 at the time and I'd organize a little neighborhood summer camp and all the kids would come over to my house from 9am until noon and we'd do crafts and songs and we'd make food and do outside activities. And I'd charge them like $5 for the week or something like that. All the parents were pretty excited. Yeah. So I feel like from when I was really little, I've enjoyed like organizing little things to pull people into my life, provide a service. So yeah, I did summer camps. I've sold bread and granola bars at farmer's markets. A few years in my teen years, I lived on a hobby farm with my six younger siblings and parents. And we raised like a hundred organic chickens every summer. And then we'd sell them to people in our community who wanted organic chicken. Yeah, I do sewing classes with little kids. And yeah, then once I was out of the house, I launched a really small like in-home organizational business where people would hire me to come organize usually pretty small spaces in their home. There was only one lady 
that I ever worked for that kind of wanted her whole house done. But I would say that's what really prompt, or I don't know, kind of steered me toward the resale side of things was because I started being in people's homes and seeing that they did have a lot of stuff they like didn't always use, didn't want to hold on to. And so they donate to a thrift store or they try to garage sale it or they just throw it away. And a lot of the stuff I'd seen, I was like, oh, somebody else would think that's a treasure, even though they don't like it anymore. That's amazing. Wow. This is really in your blood, isn't it? I love how you did the summer camp for $5 per kid. I bet the kids loved it. I bet the parents loved it. And then you made a pretty big income on that. That's also interesting how you got interested in other people's stuff and how you could offer that and make that available to those who are in need. So the main reason that we asked you to come here today was to learn more about the resale business that you've been doing. And I know that we've had some great conversations. I've been inspired after those. And I'm just wondering if you could start by telling us what is the resale business? Yeah. So the resale business, everybody practices it a little differently, but it's essentially finding items in a variety of ways that you purchase for a low price and then sell for a higher price. You can, some people find them online. Some people go to garage sales. Some people buy storage lockers that are going up for sale. Other people do thrifting. Yeah. So people do it like I'm doing just a few hours a week, or some people do it as their full-time gig and make six figures a year. If you're really committed to making this work for your family. Wow. So you can really make a living doing this? And it sounds like it could be a lot of money if you wanted it to be. So tell us a little bit more about how you got started in the resale business. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's a bit of a humorous start because I love shopping and my husband kept reminding me like, Steph, our house is only so big. I know these are deals, but these seriously are limited in space. And I've just felt so constrained. These are deals. This piece of solid wood furniture or this like pair of shoes is such a great deal. Like I just can't pass it up. And so my husband one night was like, Steph, you should just find your deals, get them and then resell them. And I was like, Nick, that's brilliant. I started it because I just love thrifting. And I always have since I was like 10, I started thrifting with my mom and then I think it's morphed as I just had different life stages. I've started being able to identify which things are actually valuable that are found at like thrift stores or garage sales. And I know that people have interest in these kind of higher level items. And if I can do the work of finding it, taking the good pictures, cleaning it up and reselling it, that's really life giving to me. So part of it is It's a great activity to do while I have little kids because they love the toy aisle at every thrift store. And so we start in the toy aisle, let them play for a little while. And then I do my round of the thrift store, usually grab a few things, half a dozen things and get going. That's awesome. So you found a way to turn your passion for shopping into something productive. And that's so great. You can do this with your kids around and on the go, as well as times during the day that work. Also, it sounds like you're able to really provide a service to people who don't want to go shopping in a store and are looking for a deal. It really is because some people hate thrift stores, they hate garage sales, and they just want, they know an item they want. And so they'll go on these online sites and search just for that particular item. 
And so if I can find it and make it more easily accessible to members of the public, I think it's a service and it's repurposing items that would otherwise go to the garbage bin. So it's a win. You do the work to provide items, you help someone looking for that item, then you make money doing it. Could you tell us what the first time doing this was like? Walk us step by step through it. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Yeah. So the first time I did it, I went to a neighborhood garage sale in a very nice neighborhood. I went a few miles outside Minneapolis and there were maybe 30, 30 houses that had garage sales and I just walked the neighborhood. And while I was going, I was particularly looking for either like name brand high quality clothing items or solid wood furniture pieces. And the first piece that I realized, I think this is a treasure that I wanna launch the business with. And it was white pine, just small little nightstand table, but it was in excellent condition, had just a like a clear varnish on top, one little drawer. And I went up to the guy who was doing the garage sale and he had marked it, I think for $25. And I thought there might not be a lot of room for profit there. So I asked, would you take $15 for it? And he said, if it's here by the end of the day, I take 15. So I went back at the end of the day, it was still there, bought it for 15, brought it home and thought, I'm just going to test this and post it on Facebook Marketplace. So it didn't need any cleaning, any refurbishing. I literally just snipped off the $25 tag. I took 20 really good pictures in a really well-lit area with a really plain background. And then I posted them to Facebook Marketplace for, I think I posted it for $80. and it, I got a hit right away within two hours of posting it. <laughs> a lady said, can I come pick it up? I want this. And the next day she popped over, paid me 80 bucks, and I was in the business of resale. <laughs> That's incredible. So you literally didn't change the piece at all and made a really nice profit on that. That sounds so easy. So how much time would you say you spent on selling that item from start to finish? It's that one was probably 30 minutes, which is an average. Like if I take all my items and divide it between it's a, it's about 30 minutes an item. That sounds like a really good hourly rate. Why did you focus on that particular piece to purchase and not something else? Yeah. I think partly because I knew that a garage sales name brand clothing, they, you can't really charge much at a garage sale for it, but I thought I could turn it around for a pretty good profit. And higher end furniture, particularly solid wood pieces are just um, in high demand right now, at least on the platform I use to sell things, which is Facebook Marketplace. And so those two things I care about, I like looking for. And the third category I didn't mention is baby items, high end baby items just because it's what I live and breathe and I see products in that area and I know what they're worth. Three things are fun for me to personally enjoy looking for them. And I also feel like there's a really good market in this particular time right now online. So you've decided to focus on categories that make sense for your season of life and you're really passionate about. That totally makes sense because then you have a knack for what they're looking for for and for what you're looking for. And you can also get to know what good deals are or not. Have you ever thought about any categories or any other categories to focus on? Yeah. And I picked those three categories initially, but like you said, I'm just starting this. And so I've personally found that the baby category and the furniture category 
turn over a lot more profit for me. Whereas the clothing category honestly has been a dud. Like I haven't sold much on Facebook marketplace in the like name brand clothing. And so personally, I'm dropping that category. I know other people have had excellent returns on it, but I think they've used other platforms to sell the items. So I won't do that one anymore. (laughs) So do you just go to the thrift stores or garage sales or have you gone to other places? Yep. The other place I've gone is just, it is really people who are moving, getting rid of stuff and are just looking to really they're just looking to donate it to a thrift store or they say hey i'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff do you want to come look through it and so i picked up maybe 10 things over the course of the last month at two different families homes who are just looking to like downsize their items but they personally don't want to spend the time posting the stuff online and so i have gotten it that way as well and biggest profit turnaround because it people are just giving it away So you said that you spent 30 minutes for your first item, but how long would you say you work on the business each week or each month? Yes. I would say since I have two kids at home, it really depends on a daily basis. But per week, I probably spend an hour to two a week. Um, And that doubles any week that I decide to do an actual thrift store run. So it does take me about an hour to an hour and a half to go through one thrift store. So yeah, on a week where I spend more hours, it's four hours. A week where it's less, it's an hour or two. Yeah. So it sounds like it's somewhere in the range of five to 10 hours per month you spend on this business. And that's great that you can do it as much or as little as you want. So can you tell us a little more about the selling process? We've all heard about the Craigslist scams and security issues. So how do you deal with product pickup and making sure that you're safe in the process? Yeah, that's a really good question. The majority of the items we've sold, they do come directly to our house to pick them up. And we do a porch pickup. So I set the item out a few minutes before they're coming to pick it up. Often it's no contact, so I leave it on the porch, they pick it up, they pay me via Venmo usually. I have totally departed from cash just because uh, the one time I had someone leave cash on my porch in a box, I did have someone steal the cash. It's a bummer that that (laughs) couldn't work out, but Venmo has been great. Or another cash app that people have. The purchase process itself, I am pretty careful when someone contacts me and when they say I'm interested, usually I arrange for a pickup time and I do look at their seller profile before finalizing the sale just to make sure that they have, do they have a decent rating? Is there anything I need to be concerned about? And so people, there are some scams going on right now. And so if someone asks for my Mo account or my address before we've arranged for a pickup time and decided on the price and all that, I generally just shut down the conversation and move on to the next interested person. There was one situation where I decide to arrange it at a, a, another location just because I had a little funny feeling about it and just didn't want to give up my personal address. Oh, that's a bummer that that happened, but could you have found a way to be safe? So can anyone use Facebook to sell something? Oh. Yeah, anyone can. If you've got a Facebook profile, you can go on to Facebook Marketplace and post items for sale. <laughs> yep. And why did you decide on using Facebook rather than Craigslist, eBay, Nextdoor, or something else? Yeah. 
Facebook is so well set up that I can upload the photos and I can cross post it to multiple groups within Facebook. So there's the Facebook marketplace, which is where I get most of my interest. But then there are other groups organized by other people in Minnesota who I can cross post into those groups. And so I'm just hitting a really broad range of people that are within driving distance of my house. I don't do some of the other Craigslist, eBay, partly because I haven't wanted to put in the extra work of having to post to a whole nother site. And I don't want to get into shipping yet. Maybe in the future, there is a, there's a great platform called Mercari where you can upload it all once and it cross posts it for you in multiple platforms. So that'd probably be the next step I would take is broadening it even a little bigger using a platform that does the work for me. That totally makes sense. And it's just nice to have local pickup versus having to ship. Definitely. So how much, if you're willing to share, do you think you're making per hour of work? Yeah, I would say it's averaging between $30 and $40 an hour for the time that I'm putting into it. Wow, that's way higher than minimum wage. That's not bad. It's I'm not putting in a lot of time, but it's really good returns for the time that I am putting into it. Yeah. It's been fantastic, especially just being really new to it and definitely running across some duds. It's I'm still turning a good profit and feeling like it's rewarding. So you just said it, but could you share what some of the duds have been or the things that haven't worked out? Yeah, I would say the items that have not worked out for me have been those name brand clothes. And I picked up at one garage. So there was like a set of not they weren't antique, but they were like a high quality wool, like men's suit coat material, but they were for children. And so I got a set of them and was trying to turn those over and just have had zero interest in them. And so really the clothing department has just tanked for me, which thankfully I, I did get a lot of those higher name brand clothing items at garage sales. So the loss for me is pretty negligible, but yeah, that's been helpful. That's been the category that's been the dud. So that's why we always see your kids walking around in designer clothes then. But I see it would make sense to focus on categories that you like, too, just in case you can't sell something, you could use it in your house or put it on your kids. When it comes to furniture, which is definitely the highest like profit category for me, is that I usually buy pieces that I would put in my own home. I know I love them. I like the brand. The quality is really high. And it's more difficult to pick up and transport a furniture item. So I want to make sure that if it is a dud, is there any way I could possibly use it in my own home? And so I've, I think my favorite story on the furniture is I picked up a, one of those couches from Wayfair that it's a couch that turns into a, like a futon bed and it just looked gorgeous, but we didn't think it was very comfortable. And so I put, I put it for sale on my Facebook marketplace. And I was really honest on the post. I said, it's firm. If somebody contacted me about it, I said it was just too firm for us for a couch. And he paid us more than double what we paid for it. And he paid marketplace a fee to have it transported from our home to his home. Like he didn't even look at the piece of furniture in person. So that, that was a fun story, but it was just beautiful. So yeah. That's so amazing. So you mentioned a bit earlier about how you make sure to take great looking pictures and work on a nice description. Could you walk us through the posting process from start to finish? So first I, I always make sure the item is clean. So 
I don't buy items that require a lot of cleaning because it takes time to do that. And so I buy items that are generally clean right off the bat, unless maybe they need to be laundered or just wiped down. But then I take them and we have a hardwood floor in our upstairs that's a really bright wood and a wall behind it that is just a cream wall with white trim. And around three, four in the afternoon, that room is just bright and sunny. And I put the items right on the hardwood floor and either use the hardwood floor as a backdrop or the cream wall as a backdrop. And it's turned out that those images, it just makes the item pop. And it also looks like a very clean environment. And I think on Facebook Marketplace, people really value items that look like they're coming from a clean home where the items are well taken care of. And so I do my best to make sure they are clean and well taken care of and they appear that way when buyers are looking. Often when you're on Facebook Marketplace, you scroll and images that people have taken where it's, you know, something just from their garage and you can see all their extra stuff in the background and the item just doesn't look well cared for. It looks dirty. And so they, it's harder to sell those items. So that is something I do every time I post. And I always, I try to have at least five pictures of every item from every angle. I list anything in the post that is wrong with the item. And then I do research before I actually assign the selling price to make sure I'm like within reason for how much I'm asking for an item. And it is pretty easy to find. There are lots of other sites that are selling similar items. And so generally I post it for about five to $10 more than I think I'll actually get because on Facebook marketplace in particular, people almost always offer you a slightly lower price. Yeah, I've gone on there before and seen the pictures with tons of stuff in the background. And I'm thinking, who am I buying this from? So how do you write a good description for the item that you're going to sell? Yeah, if the item is listed, if the item is still available on, let's say, Amazon or through Ikea or something like that, I'll look at the description on those sites and then I'll modify it to some degree to make it fit the item that I have in my possession. And then often I'll at the bottom link to say this item is still available brand new at this price at this location so that they can use that link to see what the item looks like and how much it's it costs brand new, which also has a lot more detailed information than I put on my postings. Often I am highlighting the most important things in the fewest number of words. So it's often in the beginning, I'll say the title, what it's called, which demographic of people it's targeted toward, and then what condition it's in. And I always try to sell things in good or excellent condition. And so I do use an exclamation point usually in some one part of the one of the sentences in the description. And that does just send the message like this is a high quality item that is in really good condition. And I tend to get really good feedback on those items. I love the idea of showing the full retail price by including the link so that someone anchors to that price point. And then you're showing a better deal for something that's just as good. Yep. Yes. Yep. I think the one that for me, the sale that was most helpful for in that was I had found a little toddler. It looks like a step stool, but it's made out of foam. And people could see it on there and be like, what in the world? This just looks like foam steps. But I linked it to an Amazon page where it's actually part of old toddler tumble system. And the kid can climb and roll and fall down on it. And this little step stool was worth like $70 brand new. And so I sold it for 
40, um, but they could see that it was part of a system. And so if someone really cares about a certain name brand, they can buy part of it used and part of it new if they're okay putting pieces together to get a lower price. So any other examples of things that were shockingly easy to sell? Yeah, I'm trying to think. The furniture items, the couch, the solid wood table. I had one other, like a coffee table piece that again was solid wood and just got a ton of attention on it right away. Also baby items. The baby items I have sold that are in good condition just turn over really fast because people know the name brands they're looking for. So those are the easiest to sell. Did you have some sort of like a kid's wool jacket that you were able to get and then I think you got a really great deal on it and were able to sell it easily. Oh, you know, that one that was the one I thought was gonna be valuable and then it's a dud. No one's reached out. <laughs> I was excited. <laughs> oh, so that one didn't work out. I must have heard it right after you found it, but before you tried to sell it. Yeah. Hey Bjorn, one one that was a really great, really fast turnover was I had just had a solid wood baby changing table and we'd purchased it for when our firstborn was born and we don't have space for it anymore. And I posted it online in just a couple hours and somebody was like willing to drive far, come pick up, move it like three stories down, load it into their car, all for double what I'd paid for it. And I didn't do a thing, didn't clean it, didn't repaint it, anything, just sold it as is. So that was a really quick turnover piece as well. So you've shared so many great tips today. What does someone need to do to get started in this business? What types of skills, supplies, investment? Yep. I would say as far as things you'd need to start it. For me, when I pick up pieces of furniture, I do need a vehicle that's large enough to haul those items. So I have a minivan. I can take a certain size furniture and it will fit in my minivan. If someone had a car, maybe you look for smaller items that you do feel passionate about. I would say the, I think the biggest black hole in the resale business is when people get involved, but then start buying things that they're not sure what the value is, or they don't really care about them. They're not passionate about them. And so I have just heard a lot of stories and have testimony in my porch that things you buy that you're not passionate about end up in a pile and never get posted or sold. I would say pick something you're passionate about and then have a vehicle that can transport it and also a space in your house or apartment or garage or even like your vehicle. If you can just have a good background that items are well lit and it really comes across in a bright, clean environment. As far as like startup costs, I would say it really depends on what you're going to be buying and selling. I mean, someone, if a kid wanted to start this, they could start it with a couple dollars. If they were like, I just want to buy this cool toy and see if I could resell it for more money. They could have a couple dollars, buy the toy, see if it sells. If you're doing more like furniture items or even baby items, it's nice to start with like a couple hundred dollars to have a small inventory, even a two or three things that you can see, you can test the waters to see if it sells. I would say the skills in particular is you do want to know what something is worth. And so I think it's detrimental buying something when you think it looks good, but then you get home and you do the research after you've purchased it and realize like it has no resale value. So if I'm questioning something when I'm at a thrift store or a garage sale, I do a quick Google search. Is this even something that people are buying? Just to make sure I'm not going to sink money 
into something that I can't sell again. Yeah, I would say those are kind of the essential. Yeah. So it sounds like some upfront money, but really not a whole lot required to get going in a space. Could you tell us what kind of person this type of business works really well for? Or what are some of the benefits of doing this business? Yeah. For me, it's been great doing it with little kids around and do all parts of this business while they're with me. And so it is pretty ideal for a side hustle with little kids around. I can purchase the items with them, clean them, post the pictures and respond to people all with my kids around me. So that is helpful. I would say if this is, if somebody's looking to do this as more of a full-time thing, you'd really want to have hours where you can really commit to posting a lot of things all at once. Whereas I'm doing five minutes here, 10 minutes here, 15 minutes here. I think a benefit is also just finding treasures that other people wouldn't find, but would really benefit their life. Particularly for me are the furniture and baby items, because those things cost families a lot full price. And so if I can help a family find something that's high quality and put it to use in their life for less, that's rewarding for me too. And often it's also just rewarding because people are excited when they find something online that they love and they get a deal it's fun to interact with them and arrange for the details for them to pick it up too. I think also the other benefit is I just, I get to continue to beautify my own home by picking things up and either deciding I'm going to use this in my home or I'm going to post it for resale. And so there is some inventory that just comes into our house and then goes back out of our house. So that's also a benefit. Yeah. Yes. That is so cool that you get to do something with your kids around. You get to help others save money. You get to make some money along the way. What a cool and easy business. I love it. You've got me really intrigued. In fact, I haven't told you this yet, but I decided to start this business with my oldest daughter, Annalise. She was interested in trying this out. So we went down to the basement for 10 minutes. We found a king comforter that we're not using, took it upstairs, got a few pictures of it, and posted it on Facebook Marketplace this week. Annalise was concerned about not having enough money to invest in the business. So I said, how about we just find something in the basement and try to sell that to get started? No bites yet, so we might need to reduce our price a little bit or have you over to take a look at our pricing, but it's super exciting to get to try to do this together. We'll make sure to keep you updated and maybe we'll share updates on a future podcast. That sounds perfect. She'll have to let me know when she sells it. <laughs> Great. Great. Stephanie, you have shared so many helpful things with us today, as well as advice. Any last advice that you give to someone who's considering doing this business? I would just say the other thing that I think is pretty popular right now is like repurposing stuff like furniture or turning wool sweaters into mittens and all this stuff. And so I think there's just another part of that fits into the resale business that I think when you said, what advice would you give to others who are interested in getting started? Like, even if they have something in their home, like you said, you went down to your basement or just a month ago, I took a desk that I found by the side of the road for free and I painted it thinking I'd use it in my house. And I'm like, hey, I could probably make a hundred bucks on that. That there's just so much creativity in the resale business that you really can't start with what you have and what you're interested in and really turn a profit and just have fun. It's a really easy business to start, make a lot of mistakes and still make money. <laughs> so it's a great soft launch. Just try things out business. Wow, what an easy business to start. And I feel like 
anyone listening could do it. That's so amazing. Especially in a time when money isn't going as far, this is a great way to earn some extra money. And most of us have the technology available and we probably have the stuff available too. Stephanie, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a wonderful conversation and I'm so inspired. I hope our listeners are too. Yes. Yeah, thanks Bjorn. It's really fun to share what I love doing. Thanks. That wraps up another episode of the Life Money You podcast where we talk about life, money, and hope that you learn some practical tips and tricks to continue your financial independence journey and make your life better. Thanks again for listening. It was great to have you today, Stephanie. Have a great day, everyone. Mm-hmm.